0: Do you ever feel unhappy? I mean, if you're a normal person, odds are you probably have. And maybe you're even feeling unhappy right now. But what I'm about to tell you is something that's massively helped me get control of my emotions and be happy most of the time. Because I don't think I realized how emotionally unstable I was and how dependent on other things I was for happiness until I really found out that I was just so dependent on external circumstances to make myself happy. And that came from just repeatedly feeling unhappy. And once I figured that out, and once I started working on getting my happiness from within, it really changed everything for me. And I just feel so much more stable and peaceful now. So I think that it would be awful if I didn't share this information with you guys So if you're looking to get control over your happiness, if you want to feel happier every day, if you want to feel in control of your emotions, and if you want to feel like everything's going to be okay, no matter what, then this is a good episode for you. So you may be wondering, Abigail, what prompted this episode? And I guess I'll just be honest, I'll spill the drama. It's not really that significant, though. But, you know, over the past month, I have really been working on myself. Like, I've been waking up at the crack of dawn, and I've been working out, I've been meditating, I've been like, really, really paying attention to what I'm eating. And I've been getting really into making sure my macros are balanced and all that. Like I've been taking care of myself and because I've been taking care of myself, you know, I'm just at another level mentally and I'm just thinking differently. I have a very different energy than I used to have. And because of that, you know, the people that are in my life have changed a lot. Like new people are coming into my life and I just have a completely different set of circumstances now than I did like a month ago, which is a really awesome thing. Don't get me wrong, but in new situations, it can be so easy to get caught up in the newness of everything. And, you know, the external things that are new in your world, like maybe your podcast is taking off. Maybe some new people are talking to you. And it can be really easy to get caught up in all that and to forget like the peace that you had before everything changed. And I think that it was just so nice when things really took off to the next level for me. But at the same time, I found that I so quickly got caught up in just focusing on the external world around me because I was just so excited by all the changes going on that I stopped paying as much attention to myself as I had before, everything really started changing. And that is one of the downsides of personal growth. Like you will experience moments where everything just changes around you. But, you know, that's not necessarily a bad thing. That means that you're growing and that's obviously good. But with those new circumstances will come new things that you need to grow on. And for me, one of those things was really being stable in myself. Before placing my happiness on other people and on external circumstances. So, something really big that I actually discovered I had an issue with was focusing my attention so much on attention from other people. And I made a little like announcement on my 75 Hard nightly post, like, I don't know, maybe it was like a week ago. Where I was reading this self-help book and it actually diagnosed me as like, I'm pretty sure it was an introverted deep narcissist, which sounds absolutely horrific. Like I was horrified when I heard about that, but I thought about that and I was like, well, I mean, they're not really wrong because I feel like I was placing so much energy on other people before I feel like narcissism isn't necessarily thinking you're better than everyone else. It can also be just caring so much about what other people think of you that you're willing to go to really great lengths to get attention from other people. And I was actually noticing that I was getting concerningly involved with trying to get attention from other people, which is just, it's really not who I am. It's not who I've ever been, but... I can't really delete Instagram right now because of my 75 hard things. And, you know, there are a lot of people who actually enjoy seeing my updates and my progress and stuff. So I don't want to just delete it and like leave them all hanging. So I have to have the app. And I feel like having Instagram has actually honestly made a pretty negative impact on my life. I really don't like it. Um, hopefully, I'm just going to delete it once the 75 hard thing is over because it's kind of toxic, honestly. I feel like on Instagram, all of a sudden, you could be totally stable in yourself. But on an app like that, where it seems like the main goal is getting likes and getting attention and getting views from other people... It just can quickly have you focusing on all the wrong things, where you're only focusing on the external and not the internal. And the biggest thing that this manifested into, for me at least, was my podcast Instagram page and just being like obsessed with my stats, who was liking my posts, who wasn't. It drove me insane for so long because I would make... You know, I make two posts per week. I make one post usually on Sundays to announce my podcast episode for Friday. And then on Friday, I make um, uh, I make a post with the title of the podcast episode, right? So I've actually learned from posting consistently. Like, it's just taught me that you really need to focus on the internal and not the external because whenever I'd post, I would notice myself just obsessively checking the likes. Who's like this post? Why has it been 10 minutes and no one has liked this? You know, just thoughts like that. And at first I didn't really read too much into it. I was like, oh, well, I mean, of course I'm going to care who likes my stuff. But then it just started to get toxic because I would actually be feeling like, I guess, resentment over the fact that people were seeing my stuff and clearly not liking my posts, I was like, well, how come these people are my friends, but they're not liking my stuff. It actually kind of made my soul ugly for a little bit. And when I realized that, and when I realized that was the direction I was going in, I really had to take a step back. And I really had to tell myself, Abigail, it does not matter how many people like your posts. It does not matter how many followers you have. What matters is the impact that you make on others. And this really just boils down to something that I've been thinking about recently, which is living for the soul versus living for the ego. Um, Haley Hoffman Smith had such a good podcast episode on it. And I actually mentioned it in next week's podcast episode, which will come out obviously, on the 13th, and it will be about teen startups, but I digress. The whole idea of living for the soul versus living for the ego is that when you're living for the ego, you're living for these external things, which is exactly what you don't want to do. Like You're living for those likes on your Instagram post. You're living for compliments from other people, maybe validation from even just being noticed by other people. And when you're living for the ego, you just can't experience the same level of happiness that you can when you're living for the soul. And I think that it's such a beautiful thing to think about because really living from the soul, I think we all know what that would be like. You're really living for the things that make you feel alive, not instant gratification, but the projects and the hobbies and the people that really make your spirit feel alive the things that really make your soul happy. You're doing things to help other people. You're doing things to genuinely connect with other people, not just solicit a like from those people. That's really where the joy of life comes into play. You really can't feel true joy unless you're living from the soul and not from the ego. And don't get me wrong, the ego can be fine. The ego is that thing where maybe someone's done you wrong and you really... Feel motivation as a result to prove them wrong and succeed in whatever you're doing. That's fine. I mean, it can become toxic, but sometimes that is a genuine source of motivation for people. And like, if it works for you, it works for you, as long as you're not, you know, obviously doing malicious things with that motivation. But generally in life, you should be living from your soul and you should be just doing things that make you feel alive, things that genuinely are caring for yourself and your inside, not your external reality, not the image that you put up and you want others to perceive you as. I think that it was so easy for me, especially, like, when I started this podcast, to do a lot of things for the ego because, I mean, all of a sudden I was kind of portraying myself as, like, a podcaster. I was making online content I was like a creator, I had made something really cool, and I don't know, I just started thinking of myself differently, and I think other people started thinking of me differently too, and then I would just start to act inauthentically, like I wouldn't really laugh at the same stuff I used to laugh at, I wouldn't really open up as much as I used to because I was like on this high horse of, well, I have a podcast. Which really annoys me that I was like that. But it just, it was really living for the ego. That came from a spot of me trying to please my ego and feel like, hey, I fit in. I'm cool too, you know? But that really didn't bring me a lot of fulfillment. And it didn't bring me the joy that I thought it would because I wasn't living from the soul. And when I made that shift and when I intentionally started living for the soul and when I started living for, internal happiness and focusing on how i was feeling as opposed to how others were making me feel that's when the change really happened and now i'm just going to talk about how i did that because that's kind of very general to say Um, i have some really good tips for that so here they are so the first thing that really helped me make that change to focusing on getting my happiness from just me. And just how I was feeling inside was just disconnecting from my phone for a little bit. I think that it's super easy for me, especially to get caught in a loop of, you know, checking my notifications. And, you know, when you're texting someone, especially on Instagram, I found that that's really awful for me. Like when you're waiting for a response from someone. You end up like scrolling through your feed and stuff and that just can get really toxic quickly for obvious reasons because Instagram as a whole is so focused on external things and all of a sudden you're just comparing yourself to other people and that's something that really brought me down in terms of happiness. So something that really helped as I said was disconnecting from my phone just put it away like power it off that helps me so much. Sometimes it's hard to have the self-control to just not check it. So what helps me the most is I will literally just power it off. If I'm at school, I'll put it in my backpack. If I'm at home, I'll just put it in another room. Preferably, like, I'll put it upstairs if I'm working downstairs or vice versa. Just whatever helps you stay away from it because you can really get out of that loop of focusing on, you know, whether people are texting you or who's liking your stuff, if you just put all that away and focus on you for a little bit. Because when you put your phone away, I mean, what else are you going to do? You just have to focus on yourself if you put your phone away. So that's something that I would definitely recommend. That has helped me a lot. I honestly believe that using my phone is the source of most of my problems in life generally. Most of my Unhappiness comes from focusing on what other people think of me and searching for external validation. And look, validation should only come from inside. And it's something that I've really come to terms with over the past year, especially. I think that this can especially be demonstrated in relationships because some people are always actively searching for a relationship. And I used to be that type of person. It's really easy to think that someone else validating you is the solution to all of your problems. But I'm just going to go ahead and tell you it's really not. Because even when I was dating, I can tell you that there will always be times when whoever you're dating will not give you all the validation that you need in that moment. And if you go into that thinking that they're always going to provide you with validation when you need it, then you're going to be sorely disappointed. Let me tell you, no one is perfect, and especially not someone you're dating, and especially not at this age. And people will not always be able to provide you with what you need to be happy. And that's why it's so important to be able to provide yourself with that first. It has to come from within. And you have to be completely happy and completely fine by yourself before you really go searching for relationships or searching for friendships or validation from others, no matter what form that may be in. Even with me and my podcast posts, like I have to really make sure I'm in a state of being okay with myself, and being confident with myself, and fine with who I am, even without that validation from other people before I post, or my posts usually flop. Like, it's crazy, because you wouldn't think that people can tell the energy you have when you post stuff, but they often can, and it's really weird, because when I post things on my podcast account, and I'm just like, really excited for the validation that's going to get me, those posts never do well. Let me tell you, they actually flop. But when I post things not really thinking too much about it and I'm just like, I'm really excited to share this with people and, again, I'm living from the soul, that's when things do well because I'm not doing it for the attention that it could get me from other people. I'm doing it for myself and I'm doing it because... I'm coming from that place of internal stability, and that's really where everything will turn around for you. It's so important to be stable inside. If you take nothing away from this podcast episode except one thing, let it be that you need to work on your internal stability to be happy. You have to work on being emotionally stable just by yourself, with no one else talking to you. Like even if no one else was giving you attention, if you didn't talk to anyone, if you were completely alone, you have to be happy just like that. People aren't going to be like, they always say in a relationship, you don't want someone who's your other half. You just want someone who complements your life. And I think that that really applies to more than just relationships. So often we look for people that are supposed to complete us or situations that are supposed to complete us, or validation, or titles, or achievements that we think will make us feel whole. But then when we get there, it's like 10 seconds of validation or feeling whole, and then we just go back to right where we were before, because we haven't worked on that internal state of happiness and feeling content. So Something that I've done to help me feel this state of internal stability and just being happy with my own life, no matter what other people think or what kind of attention I'm getting from other people, is just meditating. Meditating every morning has been so huge for me. Like, first thing I do when I wake up, I usually obviously shower first, but then I just meditate for like 45 minutes normally. 30, if I'm really rushed, it's just something that really helps massively. I just like to sit there and I think about who I want to be, really. I just think about the thought patterns that I want to have. And I think about all the ways that I'm thinking in ways that I don't want to think. So I'll think about, let's say, for example, wow, Abigail, I've really been thinking about getting attention from others in terms of my podcast posts. I'll think about that. And then I'll think about the thinking pattern that I want to adopt. So I'll be like, I'm the type of person who doesn't care how my posts do. I post just out of being happy to share what I have and offering advice to other people. Sorry, my brain's kind of dead today. So if I'm kind of all over the place in terms of, Stuttering or like having choppy speech, you're just gonna have to ignore it for this episode. But, anyways, so I think about the thought pattern that I really want to adopt, right? And you would actually be surprised by how much that can do. It sounds like something that would take 10 seconds, but first you have to really induct yourself into the meditation. That's definitely something I should have mentioned before, but you take about 10 to 15 minutes to just really relax your body. And the way that I do it is by thinking about the space that each part of my body takes up, like in space. And that sounds really bizarre, but um, the meditations that I use, you can actually find on YouTube. The ones that got me started are by Joe Dispenza. And he does a really great job with induction into meditation by just focusing on the different parts of your body because actually when you focus on the parts of your body it's so weird like you stop feeling them like you literally are like out of your body it's the most insane feeling i've ever had but you really got to try it to know what i'm talking about otherwise you'll just think i'm insane but anyways yeah you want to meditate you want to get into that induction Once you're induced into the deep meditative state, then you start thinking about who you are at the moment. And then you think about who you want to become and the thought patterns that you want to adopt as your new self. And that really helped me kind of prune away those negative thought patterns of always looking for validation from other people. Another really important idea that I would like to just bring attention to is the fact that so many of us live under the notion that we need things to be happy. Like maybe we're just waiting for the right person to come into our lives before we allow ourselves to feel happy. Or maybe it's a job, or maybe it's just like, I don't even know, an achievement. Whatever it may be, you have to stop waiting for things to be happy. And I know that seems like obvious, But so many of us are actually doing it every day, whether we realize it or not. So you really have to pay attention to the ways that you're thinking, because when you really focus on just being an observer in your body and not really buying into all your thoughts, but just letting them pass and observe them, you'll realize that you're often thinking about, well, not necessarily thinking about certain things, but you just think in negative thought patterns So you'll just see the world in a negative lens when it comes to some situations. And that's not a bad thing. We all do it. But when you really focus on observing that, then you can realize all the spots that you're kind of thinking in that negative light. And then when you meditate, you can really start to transform those patterns of thinking into something more positive. And my God, that has helped me so much because I used to really just have these negative thought patterns. And because I wasn't really conscious of them, I didn't realize how much they were throwing my life off. But when I focused on just being an observer, and observing my thoughts from a neutral stance, I just observed them, I let them pass. And I noticed, oh, hey, whenever I see x, I think y. Whenever I did that, I really just started to realize all the ways that I was thinking wrong. And then when I meditated, I pruned those ways of thinking away and boom, I was a lot happier as a result. So that's definitely something I would recommend. But regardless, you really want to focus on being happy where you are at the moment. Something that kind of ties into the idea of letting go is just surrender. I love the idea of surrender so much. It's something that's totally changed my life. Whenever I'm feeling stressed about stuff or I feel unhappy, no matter what's going on, I just first stop before I let myself spiral into negative thoughts and I think about why I'm unhappy. And usually it's because I don't have something that I want, right? But You know, I've talked about being religious before on this podcast, obviously, because I have an episode titled Glory to God. I think that religion is something that really helped me deal with unhappiness because whenever I think about how I'm stressed about not having something that I want, I remember like God genuinely does have plans for me. And the right things will come in my life when they're meant to come in my life. And just thinking that way has seriously let me chill out. I no longer have to focus so much on, well, I need to do this, this, and this to get what I want. I need to worry about it all the time. What if I get it? What if I don't get it? Like all those thoughts just disappear because, well, God's just going to give me what I need when I need it. Like, I may not know when I need, what I need. If that makes any sense, that sounds really wordy. But like, for example, a lot of us will think that we need, as I said in the past segment, like a relationship or a job or an achievement to feel happy. But we don't really know if that's what we need. Sometimes you can get what you need and you'll realize that it's really not meant for you a lot of the time we'll be thinking of our own plans and we're so focused on our own plans that we don't realize like God really does have better stuff planned for us. And when we just let go of this attachment to having all our plans work out perfectly, then we can really receive what God actually has planned for us. And 99% of the time, more like 100% of the time, it will be exactly what you need, and it will actually bring you happiness. You just have to let go of the feeling that everything has to go according to how you want it to go. You have to really surrender into just knowing that better things are in store. Even if you're not religious, just know the universe has better things in store for you, and you don't have to worry about having to do certain things in order to get what you want. I mean, obviously, if it's something you can control, like studying to get good grades, you obviously have to do that. But if it's something out of your control, like maybe getting admitted to a certain college or like having someone really awesome enter your life, you just can't worry about it. You just have to really surrender and trust in the fact that better things are coming for you. And that's when The best changes will happen. That's when things will spontaneously enter your life. And one of the biggest lessons that I've ever learned is that usually things that you want come into your life when you stop caring so much if you have them. And I will repeat that. The things that you want, the things that you're so obsessed with getting When you stop caring whether you have them or not, that's usually when they will come into your life. Because as long as you have this energy of, I have to have this to be happy, I won't be happy unless I get this now, it's going to run. It just generally runs. Do I know why that's the case? No. But that's just how it works for me. And I've asked other people and they say, yeah, that does sound kind of accurate because I think that us just having this energy of desperation when it comes to things we can't control like as I said like maybe being in a relationship or job applications or getting admitted to a college when we have that energy of desperation I feel like we unintentionally revolt those things <laughs> like the college admissions officers will be running if there's just like an energy of desperation in your application and I really don't know how energy makes such a big deal when it comes to how things turn out in the world, but it really does. It really makes a big difference, and I really can't, I really can't overstate that enough because I've said this in so many episodes, but two people could do the exact same thing and have different results because of the energy that they're doing it with. People really can pick up on your energy, even if they're not in the same room as you. Like over text, you can pick up energy from other people. Like, I guess the best way to explain this is like some people could just like respond to a text with cool and you'd know that they don't mean it in a rude way, but other people could respond to a message with cool and it could be highly offensive. I guess that's the best way I have of explaining it. But regardless, you really have to just surrender, let go, let go of that energy of desperation and stop caring whether you have that thing that you want or not. You have to just know that, well, you have to just be fine living your life and happy without it. Focus on making yourself happy, as happy as you can be without that thing first. And then I pretty much guarantee that if it's meant for you, it will come into your life. So although I'm super tired and stuttery and choppy in my speaking today, I really hope that you gain something from this episode. This is literally the second podcast episode I'm filming today, so I'm just like, oh, I'm just so drained. And I have an AP exam tomorrow, so you can just imagine. I'm just kind of going through the motions right now, but... I really do think that this episode had a lot of useful information when it comes to being happy and focusing on the internal, not the external, to be happy. I might actually make a part two of this because I feel like there's just so much more to say when it comes to this specific topic. But regardless, I really hope that it was helpful. And thank you so much for listening. If you want to speak on the podcast, be sure to fill out the podcast application form, which you can find on the Instagram account at Personal Growth Project Official. Um, there's just a really short Google form in the link tree and in the Instagram bio. It says speak on the podcast. Click on it. You just fill out the short form and I'll get back to you. I'll email you and we can schedule a time when you come and talk on the podcast. I'd really love to hear from you guys on things that you've grown in over the past month or over the past year. I think that it's so awesome to get to hear from different people and um, get to hear what they've learned and stuff. And, you know, not saying that you should be focused on external things like attention from others, but if you still aren't out of that cycle and want attention, yeah, you can speak on the podcast to get that attention. But regardless, I hope that you have an amazing week, and I'll see you in the next episode.